0: Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terror's macabre manor of mead, metal, and mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. Coming at you live from Gen Con. Oh, wait, no. no <laughs> that, that'd be cool, though. We should do that next year. <laughs> yeah, we should, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't go to Gen Con this year because had a family function that was very important that I be there.
1: Um, You are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all right i've been a couple times and i'll go next year
1: okay as far as i know i'll, I'll be there Um, probably doing what i did this year <laughs> yeah it's your first time right yes yes I've, I've been to several cons this is probably the second large convention that i've been to most of the others are considerably smaller would DragonCon
0: con be the other large one yeah which i've not been to no you have not. Because it takes place in the south. Ooh, <laughs> where it's hot and humid and muggy and yeah. Oh, you are not
1: wrong there either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I love the people and, and the food and, and the beer and everything, but the <laughs> Yeah. It is um, so Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about Gen Con, but before that, what are you drinking, my good uh whatever? celestial
1: infertile being you are um yeah um well <laughs> i got i got a four pack of this so that, you know next time we talk about D, maybe i'll have one left um i'm having a yeah. dragon's dragon's milk <laughs> um,
0: oh nice yeah the, one of the ones um, i gave you or no
1: um so rebecca's not home tonight she's actually got a game the role-playing game that i am not a part of which is cool with me, but like Dragon's Milk is her favorite beer. Nice. So the two that you gave me, I'm going to split with her, or we're going to share them. You should. That is perfect. Because <laughs> if I don't, I'm never going to hear the end of it.
0: <laughs> I guess. I guess I could have put some uh, some tape over the tops, and she wouldn't have known what they were.
1: <laughs> no I, I i actually i told her you know i said i said well there's a couple of dragon's smokes in there that i don't know if you've had or not so i was actually gonna have one of those and i, I told her to double check and make sure if, if she'd had them or not and she said she had not and i said all right i'll stop and get some on the way home cool but yeah that way she can uh she and i can share them so yeah that makes sense
0: and i don't know if i consider this a D episode but i know gen con it's history it starts with D. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah there's um actually gen con is older than dnd uh because i think i think this is the 56th year it's 56 i think so the 50th because was... not, not. I, I know i know there was i know the 50th anniversary wasn't that long ago i went to it okay
0: okay and it was pre-covid
1: yeah uh, I
0: don't know I, uh I mean they didn't have it for 2 years in a row.
1: Yeah. I don't know I, I know she has a uh, she has a cup from I think last year that says 55 years or something. I don't know maybe um I you know what it's it's older than it's older than I am.
0: <laughs> yeah that's fine. but yeah if I went to the 50th anniversary uh, the 50th one and I was in my 40s. <laughs> yeah uh 2017 was its 50th so yeah okay um, not
1: sure how they can call it the 56th when they didn't have it for a couple years but whatever i well i did they not do virtual stuff because i know dragon con in 2020 did like a virtual con oh uh, they could have and i wasn't going to do that yeah but uh what uh what what beer are you drinking before we get further into this <laughs>
0: I am just having one of my uh, match day pub ales, the non alcoholic things. I've I've had because one of the the bartenders at Scarlet Lane uh, last night was his last night. Well, I mean, he'll come back for special events, but he he got another another job position, and so went and several of us were there and celebrated a wee bit. Yeah, and that and that was after I went to Sun King to pick up a four pack of sun king special gen con beer that jody couldn't get this year so when he comes up later this month he can he can have it
1: yeah yeah we, and we talked I had about a that couple too
0: of... <laughs> yeah. yeah you get a whole four pack of that so you can share that however you want <laughs> oh okay
1: <laughs> oh i um,
0: thought it was, is you, you the whole four pack yeah i got i got a four pack for me also oh okay okay awesome thank you thank you yeah. I, didn't, I thought it was just the two of them um no 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 it's, it's probably that
1: way in the picture but it's a four pack okay good that splits um that that means i'll get two cans (laughs)
0: follow my nose
1: (laughs) yeah actually that was what i came to that is what came to mind when i said two cans um no rebecca's already called dibs on half (laughs) well at at least one can so that she can try it and if she doesn't like it uh, she might not drink the other can that would be hers so
0: of course, you know two cans is better than two sheds, unless you're Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. <laughs> I see what you did there. As <laughs> <laughs> yes. money python for you who haven't, well, actually that one's long enough ago that even if they had listened, eh, that might not <laughs> stick out in their brains immediately. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. After Sun King, getting a couple beers there. Well, one pint, two. I got two half pints because okay. I had a weird cookie stout on regular and then on nitro. So I did a half of each. Oh, cool. And then, then went to Metazoa and had a flight there and then went to Scarlet Lane. And I actually didn't have much there, but just overall because I didn't re- I didn't hydrate very well. <laughs> yeah. So matching day for me tonight. All right. Cool. Well, well, I would have had the Sun King Hive Mind had you had yours because we're talking about Gen Con.
1: Yes. So, yeah, this, this year was actually my first year going to Gen Con.
0: Gen Con stands for uh,
1: Geneva Convention. Conner. Oh, it's not about genies? No. Oh. <laughs> it, it is Geneva Convention. I And I, if I remember correctly, there are two reasons why it was called Geneva Convention. The first... Well,
0: it, it, started, it started in Lake Geneva.
1: <laughs> Lake, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. But it started off as a... Uh, war gaming convention so the whole war thing war gaming uh geneva convention the, the geneva conventions are a set of articles that uh, not all but a lot of nations around the world have signed on to as to how they will conduct warfare and things that they will not do you know lines they yeah, will especially cross. to uh
0: non-combatants right
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot to do with non-combatants. And we, just general observation, I'm pretty sure most countries violate the Geneva Conventions on a regular basis when they are at war. uh, But that's a different topic. Um. (laughs) It is. You know, you're going to do it on accident. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now, What's special about Geneva, Lake Geneva?
1: Well, um, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin is where That's actually where Dungeons and Dragons started. Yeah. In in that area. So, yeah, so the uh, Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson and the other guys that, you know, were involved in the creation of Dungeons and Dragons were all from that area. Which isn't, uh, it's close enough to Chicago to be within reasonable driving distance, I think. Uh, I believe so, because
0: I remember when I first started my D&D stuff. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's on the, the very southern part of Wisconsin there. Yeah. Uh, when I first started getting my D&D boards and everything, they put flyers in there for Gen Con. And I'm like, when I'm 16, I'm going to get my license and go up to Gen Con. And, and of course, that never happened. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> a young man can dream. Yeah. Um, um, and they still do. They, they still do uh, gaming there. I mean, it's, it's, I think, probably the largest gaming convention in the world, or at least the U.S., i don't know i've that that i really didn't i I was just gonna wing this i didn't really look up any details
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so far the only thing i pulled up is a map to make sure it really was down there on the southern part of wisconsin
1: (laughs) yeah but i it's it has become like okay so you know like san diego comic con is when a lot of toy companies will introduce stuff they've got coming out for the next year yeah or um I know Marvel, I don't know if DC did anything at San Diego Comic-Con this year, but I know Marvel sat the year out or sat the con out this year. But um, like Marvel will, it will reveal, you know, their next slate of stuff that hasn't already been announced and stuff like that. And that's kind of what Gen Con is for the gaming industry uh, as far as and when I say game, I'm not talking computer games. So, it's uh, tabletop role playing games like obviously Dungeons and Dragons, since that's got a connection to it, or you know, Vampire the Masquerade. So, that the company that does Vampire was there, they had all their stuff out. Companies that do board games, not your traditional board games like Monopoly or Sorry or stuff like that, but um, more of uh, uh, stuff like Shadows of Brimstone and games of that type. Magic the Gathering and stuff like that. So so what's Shadows of Brimstone? So Shadows of Brimstone is uh, it's a board game. In a, in a sense, you randomly roll a dice. A dice. You randomly roll a die to determine how far your, your character can move. Um, you actually have a character that you, you can level up, and but you're not really role-playing per se. But you can level the character up and uh, start they start I mean, to get what, benefits and stuff like, equipment and stuff like that. Um, but it' in, in has, has miniatures that come with it. But the, the board is it's map tiles. and you randomly draw a card and that tells you which map tile to put out next. And then you like draw a token and when you flip the token over, that tells you if you have an encounter. And then you have to go to the encounter cards, and then you have to set up the whole encounter. So it's probably not as fluid <laughs> as, as a tabletop role playing game with miniatures, but um, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. We've we've been playing that, and we're kind of to a point where we're like we're gonna take a step back and not play it for a while because the characters that we've been playing are kind of a little more powerful than what we've been doing and it's kind of like you know we'll come back to it and we might start new characters what's the setting uh it's a a western it it is a it's kind of um old west cthulhu actually okay yeah Yeah. that was the main thing i was yeah but it's it's different settings and you can combine um mix and match stuff from the different settings like when we sat down to play it the first time, they're like, Oh, you know, here's, here's some, you know, uh, here's, here's the characters and, you know, kind of go through and look and see what you want to play. And the first one I saw was uh, the wandering samurai. And I'm like, Oh, I know who that's based on. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to play him cause I love those movies. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a Western theme, but I'm playing a wandering samurai in the old West with, you know, eldritch horrors, <laughs> Nice. But I know there's a Viking setting too. And I'm like, you know, I I might, I might play a Viking the next time, or I might play somebody who can actually use a gun uh, because the samurai can't, but you know, so yeah, that's, that's Shadows of Brimstone. So that, and I know they, um, they had a thing set up there, you know, like it, so it's, it's, it's games like that. Um, And like I said, the collectible card games, and of course the, the the tabletop role-playing games.
0: My favorite thing I've got there, I think, even though I've only been able to play it a few times, and then I'll talk more about what I've done there. Mm-hmm. But since Jody's talking about more like the sort of the card games and board games rather than role-playing games. Yeah. And Jody has played this with me is Iron and Ale, a dwarven drinking adventure where you are a dwarf and you pretty much drink while you play. <laughs> it's just a card game and you, you have to fight monsters you know there's even a dragon in there you can fight you look for gold but the whole time you're doing it Uh, you you either have to do some sort of well if you play truth or dare there's going to be some sort of forfeit where you have to do like a dare type of thing or you have to drink ah we we played it at uh across from kumas uh um wow just upland upland there in fountain square
1: it's been a while oh yeah that's that's quite a while back okay i was gonna say i'm I'm having trouble remembering that but if there's drinking involved that doesn't surprise me
0: (laughs) (laughs) by the way your old west samurai thing reminded me of a meme that i just found and i know you've seen it but in the odd chance our listeners haven't heard of it consider victorian england american old west Meiji an Restoration and the French Presbyterian in the Gulf of Mexico all overlaps. So you could have an adventuring party with the Victorian gentleman thief, an old West gunslinger, a disgraced former samurai, and an elderly French pirate <laughs> is <Nope>. historically plausible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it is.
0: That is so weird to me, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I you're talking about certain games. I just I have enjoyed that one. Yeah. Although, I'm going to have to get you to play my my own home-brewed D&D&D.
1: D&D&D. And D and D. Dungeons and Dragon, Dragons and Drinking? Yes. <laughs> I've done that.
0: <laughs> You've not done mine, though, right? No,
1: no, I've not done yours.
0: Mine is specifically set up so drinking can help you recuperate hit points or cast spells or... Oh!
1: Awesome. Yes, I'm looking not, forward to this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not just drinking while you're playing D&D. It's actually D&D. And D and D. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds cool. Yeah.
0: Sam beta tested it with me once and gave me some suggestions, so I've, I've fine-tuned it a little bit.
1: Okay, cool. But it, any, anyway, um, yeah, Gen Con. <laughs> yeah, Gen Con. Um, oh, uh, miniatures. So um, if, if you do play role playing the tabletop role-playing games and you use miniatures in your games, um, a lot of companies that do miniatures were there. I stood in line for four fucking hours because, well, somebody was paying me $25 an hour to do this. <laughs> oh, is that what you're getting? Yeah. Two, two hours before they opened the exhibitors hall and then two hours in line once I got into the exhibitors hall for kingdom death. Uh, because and this is what I was talking about. They, they released stuff at Gen Con. So, the the company, that, the company that does Kingdom Death, they release a bunch of new miniatures at Gen Con, and that's what I was in line to buy, and they, uh, like I said, were very popular, and having seen the miniatures, I understand why they are very popular, because they are extremely detailed, and it's not a game, it's, it's, it's actually a game that uh, Rebecca has played, and her, her boss, has played and her boss's wife and the the miniatures are very well done i actually uh, actually did get one particular miniature for myself because i saw it and i'm like oh i want that one for me <laughs> not not that i'm gonna play the game i just wanted the miniature <laughs> <And> <laughs> what was it i can't remember what it was called but she was very hot ah all right yes so yeah <laughs> uh but um but yeah i mean it, it's uh stuff like that and there and there were other there were other types of exhibitors that were selling stuff there um like we stopped at a booth where a lady was making stuff out of chain mail she was uh you you saw the the bracelet the, the red and blue bracelet that i had yeah okay yeah we got that there and, uh, but she was doing other, uh, other jewelry, like head pieces. And of course the chainmail bikini, <laughs> you know, um, nice. yeah. And there were, there were other, uh, clothing retailers there. There were some people doing, you know, t-shirts with, uh, you know, cartoon animals and stuff on them. And, uh, then there were, um, like the, the Renaissance style stuff that, um, Rebecca actually got a couple of things at and the people that make, dice towers and dice bags and yeah, you know, i mean just all this stuff and of course there is tabletop gaming going on this whole time whether it's card games or the board games or D or vampire or um pathfinder you know uh so that's that stuff's going on there too did you get
0: to the- I know I kind of tried to talk to you, but it didn't sound like any of you really had a lot of opportunity. Because I, I got to meet Jody's. Yeah, we we've already dropped the bomb on the actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, Jody, so, yeah. Jody's
0: wife. Yeah, and, yeah, Rebecca and a couple and I are
1: married. So yeah, James, James, and Rebecca finally got to meet.
0: <laughs> so, so we met, and a couple other friends, and and uh, yeah, it didn't sound like you guys really had much of a chance to game or anything, right? Because you were you came up to work. You know with the, yeah, the we, miniatures and the painting and your workshops and everything and then also working for the con to get
1: in free and yeah, stuff yeah so um i i will I'll, okay so I'll, I'll come back to the volunteering stuff that we did but we um we did on sunday i think saturday was it saturday or so was saturday yeah it was saturday um saturday evening rebecca and i actually had a chance to sit down with a couple of friends of ours, uh, the the ones that we do the board games with. And we usually do those on Sunday afternoons. And then um, when we come home, uh, James and I and our friends, Sam, our friends, Sam and Jenny, um, we usually do D&D or Call of Cthulhu or something like that. And so our our friends, Sam and Lisa, different Sam, (laughs) but our friends, Sam and Lisa came up because that's where they usually check out the new board games that are coming out or the expansions for board games that they've played and stuff like that. So they had demoed a few games and they wanted to try one that they hadn't tried before. So they got, um, they wound up with four tickets to do, because you, you, basically you have to have a ticket. You have to sign up for these things because there's so much demand to get in and play these things. Um, So they had four tickets and the four of us sat down and actually demoed a game that none of us had played. I liked it, but it's one of those things of how much replayability am I going to get out of this game? You know, you sit down and play it once and yeah, that's fine or fun. You know, it was, it was really cool, but how much are you going to want to sit down and play it again? And some of these games that are like this, you know, shadows of brimstone has a lot of replayability you can play it over and over scenarios will change every time the one we demoed saturday night scenarios aren't going to change that much so once you've played it you've pretty much played it so it's a question of do i really want to put 150 dollars down on this game that we're going to play through once and then i'm never going to touch it again because i've played it yeah i get that yeah
0: so did you so, so you help play test with friends and when i talk about what i've done i'll go into what i uh what i've done huh <laughs> that's a that's quite the tautology, james thanks <laughs> hey mr president in the, in the dictionary under redundant says so he redundant <laughs>
1: <laughs> fine you got me on that
0: one <laughs> but anyway uh did you do any of the did you do a run uh, a, you said tickets and yeah uh so, for example, I'll just, I guess I'll talk about it because it makes it easier to explain what the fuck I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I went, I've, I've gone twice. Uh, one year, actually, I think it's the 50th, might have been the year I went by myself, but then Sam and Jenny went with me. One year. Well, they met me there every day, one year. Yeah, And uh, we pl- we actually got tickets to go play actual games. We did a, a Doctor Who role-playing game where I we were the first ones there, so we got to pick the characters first. And I... Sadly, it wasn't David Tennant. It was Peter Capaldi, but I still chose him. And I think that really irritated the other players because I think they just, one of them really wanted to be the doctor. And I'm thinking, well, you should guy have
1: got yours. <laughs> yeah, no shit.
0: Uh, but this is good. And and we did a shadow run. I know we did a call. I don't know about we, I, whether it's just my year or what was Sam and Denny, I did a call of Cthulhu. I did a couple of D&D. Um, pretty sure we did a shadow run in there. Uh, it was, but because you buy tickets and you actually go and there are people who will run the game i mean yeah. I, I can't say they're professional game masters because some are better than others right and they're kind of doing it because they they enjoy it and it helps get them in for free you know it's part of their but yeah you actually get to go play with oh well, your friends or people you'll never ever see again and right we did a uh vampire larp they had that so we we That's cool. Got tickets and went to do that and walked around. And it's actually pretty cool. It's kind of weird. And the the thing that bothered me with that one and LARP is live action role playing where instead of on tabletop, you actually walk around and act out your character. Yes. Uh, They actually would let people keep the same character every year. And supposedly they've been doing it for quite a few years. So you had some people who were just overpowered when you have a lot of people who just want to have fun and do it their first time.
1: Yeah, that sounds a little
0: unbalanced. It, it is. If you want to do that, then have your own later. You know, open mm-hmm. up a big one where everybody's kind of even, yeah, ish, and then you all can go do your bigger one later and invite a couple new people. That's fine. But yeah, if I pay good money for a ticket, I don't want to be trod upon by people who are way more powerful than me. Right. Yeah, that's I enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, that. Uh, the convention floor, the the sellers floor that Jody's talking about is huge, and
1: oh god, damn, god. it's
0: hard to get get it all in. You have to walk around it like a dozen times to get oh, it god. all. But.
1: There was so I uh, okay, so uh, so I didn't get to do the exhibitors hall Friday like I wanted to. I had to wait until Saturday. I, I did Thursday long enough to stand in line and get the shit that I had been asked to get. So I had to wait till Saturday to go back and actually shop. and and there was we went back on sunday and there was stuff i saw on sunday that i had completely missed on saturday and there was that much
0: oh yeah because i don't go on thursdays usually i go friday saturday sunday yeah and i'll walk around that floor two or three times each day yeah and you know usually by sunday i've got it mapped out pretty well but Mm -hmm. oh and if you like artwork i tell you they have some gorgeous artists
1: yes Yeah, yeah, we we bought some art. Um I I found one that I just she did some she did like three different pieces uh of the Morrigan. And I was like I I saw the first one and I'm like, what's this piece called? And she told me and I went, that's what I thought. (laughs) And it was the Morrigan, you know. And she had like two others, and I would I would have bought all three of them, but I was trying to buy smaller pieces of art and she only had a small one of the one that I got. Uh, so, but I'm going to check out her website later. And, you know, Rebecca had several artists that she bought stuff from and. Oh, uh, Margaret Weiss. Uh, we've mentioned Margaret Weiss, Tr- Tracy Hickman and Margaret Weiss worked for uh, TSR and created Dragonlance, wrote the uh, original Ravenloft module and all that. Um, they're still collaborating on Dragonlance novels and, and, uh margaret weiss was there i got james and i both an autographed copy of one of the rec- uh, current books that uh, Dragonlance books that have come out
0: yes and i muchly appreciate it yeah i thought you would <laughs> we'll be the may not be the next one when i finish the current one but it moved up way past a lot of others and will be in the next three to five <laughs> yeah By the way, i don't know if anybody's ever seen it uh it's a picture of a rabbit a bunny holding a beer and everybody always does the joke of uh priest uh, something in a rabbit going to a bar and the rabbit goes there must be a typo uh, yeah. just you know it, it's a uh, studio rayon did it and i bought the print and every time somebody posts that i piss them off by saying and just so you know you're stealing this from this guy but here's what it should look like yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs>
0: Yeah, look, see, even on, I, I I couldn't remember the artist's name, so I looked it up. And it's easy. I, I typed in Google, bunny holding a beer artwork. Yeah. And it's it's actually the first one, but there's one right next to it where it's time spent with rabbits and beers never wasted being sold by somebody else as a metal wall hanging thing. And that's bullshit because they're yeah. ripping off the main artist and that pisses me off.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. But yeah, they, uh, a lot of artists. There were a few authors there. Um, it was funny because we were we were walking around on Saturday and um, we we come down this one aisle in the exhibitors hall and we we the artist was there and we we saw the artwork and we're like, oh, that's neat artwork and everything. And we got down to the end of the table and it's like, oh, he did he did the artwork for this book, and the the author was <laughs> sitting there and the author he leans over and he starts talking about it and stuff and he's like yeah you know we're from Atlanta and and uh, this is a kind of a shadow run Atlanta kind of you know setting maybe type thing and not necessarily shadow run but you know kind of maybe that kind of setting and we're like oh that's that's cool and everything and then um and then the guy goes yeah you know this is and uh you know and I did the illustrations and everything and and and, yeah, and that's my wife's booth next next to us. And the next booth over, not the one that we had walked past earlier, but the next booth over, we both looked up and I went, oh, you know her. <laughs> <And we laughs> <saw> Rebecca's <laughs> favorite artist was his wife. Nice. <laughs> she, and she always goes to see her at Dragon Con and buys artwork there. So I, I'm i sure she'll go and get more artwork when she goes to Dragon Con in a couple of weeks. But, yeah. <laughs> nice. Was
0: a uh, Larry Elmore there this year?
1: Um, I don't think he was because if he had been, I probably would have peed my pants.
0: I, I think he quit going. I think that's what he put on the social media. But he yeah. was there the two years I was there. Oh, awesome! And yeah, the, when I when I, I was walking by, I'm like, hey, that looks like the D and D red box. And I wonder if that's... Oh my God, that's Larry Elmore! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that would have been really cool if he'd been there. And
0: he, he kind of comes across as a little cranky, but like like I wouldn't want to go up and just ask him for his autograph. If right. I was going to go up, I would have to buy something. It's sort of the, the idea that I got from him. And I'm sure he gets fanboys all the time. And he's like, look, I'm here to make my money. Yeah. Buy something and we can talk for two seconds. But otherwise, fuck off.
1: I, yeah. Well, I that's what when, when, uh, that. yeah, when I found, because I, I didn't know Margaret Weiss was there. I just walked around the corner and went, oh, shit, that's Margaret Weiss. <laughs> so I was like okay I'll buy I'll buy a book wait I should get two books I should get one for me and one for James and that's you should you should <laughs> yeah and she's autographing so you know I I bought a couple of books and and but she was um she was eating a cupcake so I don't know if I was like I I'm sorry I interrupted your lunch <laughs> she's like that's okay <laughs> that's that's what so I'm here
0: for. for if I made it to a step away I would have but <laughs>
1: yeah but no she she just kind of she put the cupcake top to the side and she signed the books no it was just really cool
0: you ask her if she's glad that she went that way rather than the way of her sister who got stuck at a drag party (laughs) i I see what you did there you better wise up margaret weiss
1: (laughs) And and just just for the just for the record when we do the hand fasting, I put "Damn it, Janet" in the playlist. <laughs> uh, oh, <Brad. laughs> so yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, I actually have my iron and ale cards. I just pulled one out, uh-huh. and one of the one of the things you can do is choose another dwarven lord to slap you in the face.
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be the type of game it is yeah we uh was it sunday night i think sunday night we played unstable dragons back at the airbnb we stayed in or unstable dragons um unstable unicorns yeah that's it unstable unicorns the not safe for work edition (laughs) that was that was fun Apparently it actually has, we didn't do this, but apparently it has, actually has rules for playing strip unstable unicorns. <laughs> Did you buy that at Gen Con or? Is it- no, no. Rebecca is- loves the game. She's had it for a while and she just brought it in case there was an opportunity to sit down and play with everybody we were staying with, which um, was, as, as you mentioned, her boss, Clay and his wife, Emmy and uh, Lester, who also works at the, the paint studio. Yeah. Lester's uh, so- wicked. Yeah. Lester's wicked. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to start calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> um, So that, yeah, that was the thing. We, we volunteered, uh, Rebecca and I volunteered. So we got, we got our badges for free. We didn't have to pay for them, but we did have to work a certain number of hours as volunteers to be able to do that. It was only, It was a minimum of 12 hours, I think, because that's basically all we worked. And we we volunteered um, in the miniature painting area. So there were three areas set up. One was a one was a classroom area. And basically, they just had a bunch of different tables set up. And uh, Rebecca's boss, Clay, was teaching a class and he'd have several classes a day. And his wife Emmy had a class and it wasn't all painting because what Emmy does clay, clay paints, he paints miniatures. And if you're thinking, Oh, well I can do that. Well, you can, but are you going to win an award? Clay has won multiple awards. (laughs) I mean, you know, and this, this guy gets commissions to paint entire Warhammer armies. So, you know, he's, he's pretty damn good at what he does (laughs) and and he's one of the people that I pay money to to paint the few miniatures I want painted so you know um I and and I I just I tell him you know it doesn't have to be that quality this quality is fine because your 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 basic quality is better than my best quality (laughs) so yeah um but no uh his wife emmy does uh laser cutting so she was doing workshops on teaching people how to you know if you got a laser cutter and you can do this and and this is you know the thing that you cut out and you put it together and you've got a dice tower to roll your dice in
0: yeah that's not you were telling me about that when we met a kumas i think yeah yeah uh, that sounds that sounds uh, wicked. <laughs> wicked awesome yeah no that sounds really neat
1: Yeah. And there was, uh, I mean, there was another guy was doing a class on, uh, on putting together and painting Gundam models. And there was another class that was going on in there where people were doing, um, they were doing like resin molds. So, you know, they'd have like a, they'd have like a latex mold and they, you know, show them how to mix the, the, I think it was resin. I'm not entirely sure, Uh, but show them how to mix the stuff up and then pour it into the molds and stuff. And, you know, so that's the kind of stuff that was going on in the classes. Um, then the other two areas they had, one was speed painting. And you, okay, so let me, actually, let me back up. So the classes you had to pay for, you had to have a ticket to, to do the classes. Ticket prices are set by the person teaching, probably dependent on, you know, what the class is. Um, so prices range. The speed painting is, they, they give you a miniature you've got the paint set there. The brushes set there. Um, you, you did have to, you did have to sign up. It was like $2 for the tickets and and you can, you can buy tickets for specific things or you can buy a generic ticket for the, you know, for the price of whatever the stuff is. And, you know, like the generic tickets, they were the speed painting, they were taking generic tickets if you had them, um, because they had like 16 spots, I think set up, set up. And it was, how fast can you paint the miniature you had 45 minutes to do it nice yeah and how good would it come out with you painting at that you know in that time frame
0: um and then for for the listeners generic tickets are uh, you can buy specific event tickets that only work for one thing uh then you can use generics that will get you in if they have open spots yeah is more or less right yeah without getting to it yeah so so everybody knows you can buy generic tickets and hope you can get in places. But if you really want to do something, buy the event specific ticket, even if it's a little more expensive.
1: Yeah. And I have a funny story about the tickets I'll come back to. But the uh, the so the the classroom area, Rebecca and I both volunteered in there, but we also volunteered at the the third area they had, which was the paint and take. And basically that was free. You just had to sign in. And you had there were a bunch of miniatures sitting there, you picked one and then we had a table set up a couple of tables actually set up and you just you you know you find an open spot you sit down there are a bunch of table or a bunch of paints all over the tables you sit down with the paint brushes and the paints and, and the miniature and you can take your time you you know whatever your skill level is doesn't matter it's just you know here bring your kid let your kid sit there and paint this miniature did they do a good job well you know are they five are they ten have they ever painted one before you know, did they have fun? That was the important thing. Did they have fun? You know, and a lot of parents would sit there with their kid and paint right next to them. The thing I thought was really cool was you didn't just have, you know, little kids or teens or whatever, you know, um, or or even adults who've never painted before, but you also had people who are experienced painters who just, you know, I'm just going to sit down for a few minutes and paint and they would help the people around them who hadn't ever painted a miniature before. They'd offer them advice. They, you know, they'd answer their questions and and stuff, you know? So I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. I don't think I did anything like that. I had a, a friend who goes every year and he does like a, he's a personal trainer and he does like a class on it's, it's like a fitness class, but he does it as if it's either vampire, the masquerade or Buffy the vampire slayer. Okay. And so there are all sorts of things you can do. I think he had one based on either Boba Fett or the Mandalorian last year. I, I'm not sure what he did this year.
1: Yeah. I may have to look for that next time. No,
0: let you know. Okay. Or I'll just introduce you to on Facebook and you can be friends and you'll just be able to see what he does. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. So, and, and there were, Cause I know there was a lot of stuff like, like Purdue had a table set up. And of course it was, you know, here, we brought some stuff to kind of to give to people to draw them in, you know, so they were given away. They weren't given away. You had to roll a, they had like a big inflatable 20 sided die and you had to roll it. And depending on what you rolled, you got something. Um, But of course what they were doing was, you know, it was the psychology department at Purdue. So they were doing that. No, there was uh, there were a couple other universities, smaller universities that had tables set up and and different organizations like, oh, uh, uh, what is it? Star Starbase Indie, the the Star Trek fan club. They yeah. had some stuff set up, and it was it was really uh, yeah, it was it was different. And I think um, even though, I mean Thursday was Thursday wasn't too bad. The crowd wise, um, it's the first day of the con. The The worst part was the crowd trying to get into the exhibitors hall because they make you wait until 10 o'clock before they open the doors. So everybody was crowded outside the entrance waiting for them to open the doors. I was almost tempted to start the chant of one, two, three, four, open up the fucking door. But... <laughs> I, I thought Gen Con might not appreciate that.
0: <laughs> oh, they'll probably boot your ass out because, yeah, they are very strict about making those hours stay there. They've never opened early, never stayed late. You, these are your hours. <laughs> yeah. Which actually I get because otherwise it's going to be chaos and just fucked up and people are trying to set their booths up when they let people in otherwise. And yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. You just wait your damn turn. Exactly. Yeah. Although I never went in at 10. I always waited till it been open for a couple hours.
1: Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't blame you because there were just, I know, I know on Thursday, once I got through at the Kingdom Death booth and I was trying to get the hell out, it was just line after line after line, just everywhere you went. Um, when we went back on Saturday, it was, so I guess Fridays, because everybody wants to get in on Thursday and buy their, you know, buy the, the exclusive stuff or the stuff that's just coming out. So there's a rush on Thursday. On Friday, there there aren't as many people there or there will be on Saturday and Sunday. I guess Friday is really the best day to go to the exhibitors hall. Saturday, so they they do, that. you can buy four-day passes because it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then you can just buy day passes, so whichever days you want to go. And I don't know. Did you? You said you went Thursdays, on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Did they do three day passes, or did?
0: No, I, I go usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I Saturday, think Friday, I might Saturday, have went Saturday. Thursday the first year, but wasn't stressed the next time. But I'm not sure. I actually don't remember what kind of passes they had.
1: Okay, I know they. I know that they did do individual day passes. So. You know, you could buy like a four day pass or you could just buy, you know, if you're just planning on going for one day. Um, and on Friday, we were walking around and I started seeing signs that said four day and Saturday only passes are sold out.
0: It was the biggest crowd they've ever had.
1: Oh, was it this year? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a big crowd. Still not as massive as the crowds I've seen at Dragon Con. But it was a big crowd. And that, that's what I was gonna say. It's it's a smaller con than Dragon Con, but it's still a it's still a good sized con. And so the most of the stuff is in the the uh, Indianapolis Convention Center, which I guess we did not point out that Gen Con now takes place in Indianapolis. I don't know when or why they moved it. I I don't remember when they moved it, and I'm not entirely sure why they moved it. Um I do know that it happened. I think after Hasbro bought Wizards of the Coast, and of course, you know, Wizards of the Coast had bought Dungeons and Dragons, and I I don't know if that means that Hasbro is the one that actually puts it on. I'm not sure what the connections are here, If the, if, if there was, because I was thinking that at one time, TSR had actually taken over the convention, even though it wasn't just, you know, they don't just have their stuff. You know, they've got all the other, gaming companies there but I for some reason I was thinking uh, you know before Wizards of the Coast bought TSR that TSR actually owned Gen Con and then you know Wizards of the Coast buys TSR which means they now have it and then Hasbro buys Wizards of the Coast so funny story about the tickets um, our, our friends Sam and Lisa that we demoed the game with they had bought three tickets for the game demo at uh, whatever price was being charged i don't know so they bought one each for them and then you know in case either rebecca or i wanted to sit with them and, and do the game demo and they got to the convention from their hotel which i don't know how far away from the convention their hotel was and realized that they had forgotten the tickets so they went and bought generic tickets but they bought four generic tickets because it was much cheaper to buy the four generic tickets. And, you know, Sam was like, well, we know at least three of the spots available will be our available so that we, you know, we, we know at least three of the generic tickets will get used. And then the fourth person (laughs) actually had walked by earlier and said, Hey, I'll be back later. He never showed up. So we actually, that's how the four of us got to actually demo the game together.
0: Yeah, don't ever say you'll be back and expect somebody to hold your spot. Just be there.
1: Oh, and they had – because the guy had shown up like an hour before and said he would come back at the time that the demo was supposed to be going on, and he never did come back. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly the thing. I mean, if the generic tickets are for, hey, you know, this person didn't show up. If you got a generic ticket, then, yeah, your seat's going to be gone. So, but it is um, – I don't know how many – hotels are involved i know the uh, how many marriotts are downtown indy i don't know i don't stay there (laughs) well yeah i don't either we didn't either obviously we stayed in an airbnb in broad there's there's one (laughs) anyway so i I know that i know the jw marriott is part of it because it's connected through the this the uh circle center mall and all that so i know that the jw marriott um it's one of the host hotels and they actually had some of the stuff going on in there. We never went in there. And I think there was at least one other hotel that was considered a host hotel and had events going on in there. Never went to either of those hotels, but it is, it is the entire Indianapolis convention center first and second. Well, I think they only have the two floors. Um, So first floor and second floor, they do a block party outside which is where the food trucks and stuff show up and and they just they're they're just parked out there
0: yeah i was going to mention that because that's where you can usually get a beer and including the sun king gen con special beer
1: yeah and and they were there and had i not been a little dehydrated on whatever day it was we went over there i actually would have gotten a beer instead of a bottle of water but the convention center is just north of lucas oil stadium where the indianapolis colts play And okay, so they've got they've got the the, an area in the right next to the exhibitors hall where they do uh, like the board game demos and stuff. And then they have the tabletop RPG stuff kind of spread out throughout like uh, Monty Cook Games. They had an entire uh, like one or two ballrooms that was dedicated to their stuff. So their role-playing games—you could, you know—if you had a ticket, you could go in and and do their role-playing games, and that's where their booth was to sell their stuff because they they, weren't—they—they didn't even set up in the exhibitors hall. All the world of darkness, you know, Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse—all that stuff—they had it. They had a a whole ballroom to themselves, and did did
0: they have anything at Lucas Oil like in
1: the entire field? The football field was nothing but role-playing game tables yeah
0: because that's what it was uh i was just wondering if they still were allowing them to do so
1: yes yes they did that's that's what i was getting to yeah (laughs) it was it was full from one end of the field to the other of yeah tables for role-playing games I went in there because there was a booth on the concourse level of the stadium and Rebecca had wanted to go over there and get one of the pins that they were selling. So we went over there and uh, I looked down on the, where the field is and I'm like, shit, (laughs) it was full. Now it wasn't full of people because by that time it was Sunday and things were winding down, but yeah, it (laughs) was, it was full of tables and I can just imagine it had been full of people all weekend.
0: It is fairly packed. Not as packed as uh, the, the standard co- convention hall, but.
1: I mean, you know, there was room to move around. It wasn't, they weren't packed in like sardines, but it was, it was full. I mean, was there were, yeah, it was end to end, side, side to side. And of course they didn't, obviously they're not going to have the whatever, field turf or whatever they play on in there because it's an indoor stadium so they don't play on natural grass Uh, but they didn't have you know whatever the playing field surfaces down but no it was it was it was a lot of fun you know um we'll we'll be going back next year um, probably volunteering again so yeah that was I, i didn't know if you had any other stories to add from the times you've been so
0: Release stories. No, I mean I already mentioned the few. Well, you know, the vampire thing was fun, it was neat to do, just the one thing. I this is a lot of fun. If you like gaming, yeah. and you can do yeah. I went for the role-playing to do some DD and and everything else. Mm-hmm. But you can do all sorts of card games, board games, get artwork, walk around. They have uh the the parade, or I don't yeah. know if they did this year, but I'm assuming they did the cosplay parade.
1: They did. They did. Um, and I, you know, I mentioned, uh, Emmy, uh, that was there with us. Uh, we stayed with it at the Airbnb and that's Rebecca's boss's wife and all that. She, uh, in, in, addition to teaching one of the classes, she did a cosplay. Um, she did a character from a game called shovel nights, which I've never played. I they've talked about it. I've seen it's, it's also got miniatures, but I think it's more of a card game type of thing. Um, but she did, a, she did a character for that. And I, not having played the game, I didn't realize that I had seen some pictures that she had done where she had, you know, she, for the most part, she'd had the costume finished to the point where she could put it on and get some test pictures of it. And I had seen some of those pictures and I'm like, oh, it's a really cool costume, you know, it's really well done. And because uh, she 3D printed all the parts because that's the other thing she does is she, she laser cuts and she 3D prints. And then, so that's the kind of stuff she sells in her shop. And so I didn't realize that it was a character from this game. And Rebecca and I were walking around the exhibitors hall. And she's like, she's like, you know, I, I know the people at, at uh, Shovel Nights, So or, uh, I want to go, you know, go over there and say hi to them. So we go over there and and uh, I see this miniature sitting there. And I went, holy shit, that's Emmy's character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: And she had walked. She'd done the parade. She had also walked by there in the exhibitors hall in costume because um, she knows those people, too. So she had she'd walked by to talk to them while she was in costume. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a good time. I recommend going. It's neat. It's fun. Yeah. Be ready for crowds. Yeah. Map out what you want to do ahead of time. They'll give a big list of all the things in advance because you can get your tickets before you go get them before you go online go through the see what you want to do see what tickets you can get yeah get all that set up beforehand yeah or otherwise when you get there everything's going to be sold out
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh geez yeah but it's
0: it's wicked awesome uh-huh and uh it's been renewed up till 2030 in indianapolis okay. by the way. okay so they'll be here for a while
1: yeah anyway that's all i got and cool. i ain't no more
0: thank god <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep i'm good also so okay We should let people go yeah and yeah go to gen con and maybe we'll be there next year and you can there's where
1: you can buy us a beer there you go yeah we'll go out to the block party you can buy us uh a sun king Gin con specific beer <laughs> yeah i think we should do that though i mean we should we should plan on being there and try to at least record one episode while we're there you know oh that that uh, um yeah yeah because i was just thinking we record an episode we could be sitting out anywhere in the con just recording um that was the other thing though there are one of the things that they encourage people to do is hey you got some friends you see a an open table or a bunch of chairs or something you know where you could sit down and and play a card game play a role-playing game play a board you know whatever just have fun with your friends kind of thing too yeah so yeah i wanted to throw that out there
0: yeah and while we're throwing stuff out there rate us review us that's gonna say shares but the uh beer came back up instead who's <laughs> <laughs> a good beer You're a good beer. Mm. (laughs) But until until next time then, I'm James. I'm Jody. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. I
1: see you, Freya.
0: Who's a good cat?
1: Yeah, we got two good ones.
0: I've got a barking lad in the other room right now. Bark, bark, bark. Something outside is driving him nuts, and I don't know what it is, because I take him outside and there's nothing there. Well, nothing that I can see. (laughs) It's not me. No, because I can still smell you. So What are we doing? I don't know. I found I have to start focusing when I pee. If I start daydreaming or thinking of other things, it just doesn't flow. (laughs) The spice must flow. I was gonna try to say something about. all icosahedron icosohedron at you later because I've got my dice in front of me, and I thought I'd no. I'd soon as <laughs> it sounded dumb.
1: That's too much thinking.
0: I dodecahedron.
1: <laughs> I just don't want to chug it.